This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All of these different types of people, they wake up and they are starting their days in just like a hell yes attitude because like their toothpaste is where they want it to be, you know, whatever, their tweezers, their hairbrush, they can find their clothes. And I just, like, I was literally cooking dinner for my family, holding a crying baby when my phone blew up because Chrissy Teigen posted where like that is, that was like the perfect image of my life. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwakel and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year! Um, If you are new to Something to Share, thank you for being here. Thank you for pressing play. If you're returning, welcome back. And I'm so excited to spend 2022 with you guys. So if you are new, I always like to share a little bit from me at the beginning of the episodes. I always have incredible guests on, but I like to share what's kind of on my heart and mind because I ask my guests to do this every time they come on the show. So I was thinking about what I wanted to share today, and I was just reminiscing on right before the year ended, we did this interview with Rhea, who's on the podcast today, and I just remember as the year was coming to a close, I just felt very anxious and I can't really put to words exactly how I was feeling because I remember trying to describe it to Nick and I was just like, I just feel anxious and like I am not doing enough or I didn't do enough. And I don't know if that was just me having end of the year anxieties or feeling like I didn't accomplish enough in 2021 or whatever it was, but I just had this overall strong feeling of just being anxious. Like, I didn't do enough or I wasn't enough that I could be in the year. And I feel like I feel like this often and I'm sure I'm not alone in feeling like that because the end of the year is always this like crazy time where you're supposed to make all these resolutions for the next year and you're supposed to go through all the things that you learned and developed and you're just reminded of it constantly on on social media and people are writing out the resolutions, la la la, and it's wonderful. And I love the reminders. And it's nice to have that kind of benchmark for yourself to really figure out what you want to do for the years coming. It's just like a nice practice, but it can be super overwhelming when you don't feel like you even finished all the things that you wanted to in the year before. So I say that to hopefully remind someone out there that if you are going into 2022 and you're like, uh, well, I didn't accomplish all the things I wanted to in 2021. So what's the point of making new ones in 2022? I get it because I feel the same way. So I think what's helped me, one, was taking a break from working and taking time off over Christmas and the holidays was everything I needed. I think I just needed that little reset and reminder of like what is actually important and a kind of breath back from all the things that I did accomplish and all the things that I did work on and all the things that I did learn in the year and realize that's enough. You know, it's it's okay if I didn't fill out my entire list. I didn't cross off everything I wanted to in 2021. That's what it's all about. It wasn't time for me to do that. And I still have more time. We're all lucky to wake up and have breath in our lungs and have another opportunity to accomplish something in that day. So 
I'm just going to continue that work into this new year. So I think that my intentions for 2022 is just like putting less pressure on the end of it all, the end goals and like feeling like I, I've arrived at exactly where I want to be. Um, so I think my intention is just to celebrate those smaller milestones so I don't get to the end of the year and look back and think like I didn't do enough or I didn't accomplish much. I think if I were to celebrate those little wins over the year more, I wouldn't feel like that. I would have those milestones to look back on and remember like, oh, yeah, because I celebrated this thing, I accomplished this and this. So just having those celebrations throughout the entire year, not just at the end of the year where we have to like sum it all up for ourselves. And I want to stay really open to insane possibilities of where life can take me. So I think what I've learned the most over the years is that I don't have all the answers and amazing things can happen when you just are open to the even the impossible to happen. So I think a lot of the things that I've experienced in life and experiences that I've had, I could have never imagined for myself. So I want to continue that mindset of just being like open to whatever the world is going to bring me and just stay open and positive and hope for the best essentially and to not limit myself to my list of things that I want to accomplish, keep it more open and broad and you know, leave room for incredible things to come in. And the other intention I have, I've used this quote a lot, but I take it from the live action Cinderella and her main thing in that movie is to have courage and to be kind. And I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I have noticed when I stray away from this or I try to follow in the tracks of other people who I'm not saying that anyone's mean, but just for example, people are really good at like clapping back at people on social media or really good at calling people out. And sometimes if it's done really well, can be very um, effective. But anytime I try to do something like that, it always blows up in my face. So I'm just not going to try and be like that person. I'm just going to work on being nice and true to myself and just having courage and faith in the things that I am here to do. That's one of my main big intentions. And one of the things why I'm so excited about this episode, my other big thing that I want to do is organize my life better and not just my things and my clothes and my accessories, but also my time and how I spend my day working. And I want to set good boundaries with my work life and my not work life. And I want to be able to turn off my working self from time to time because when you work from home or when you have a very broad jobs like I do, it's easy to always try to be working or always try to be accomplishing something. And when you do that, you just you tend to not be very productive because you're just overworking yourself and you're going in a million different directions and not just one focused lane. So I'm really trying to better organize my days, my time and and just feeling good with accomplishing less, but a very refined work day. So I think this episode with Rhea is incredible. I could listen to it a hundred times. So Rhea Safford, she is a celebrity organizer. She has worked for names like you can't even imagine. I was blown away by some of the people that she's worked with. She's worked with people like Jen Atkin, Chrissy Teigen, Kobe Bryant, Paris Hilton, like insane names. And yet I think you can gather this from our conversation. She is just so humble and down to earth and so fun. I think this conversation jumps all around and it's 
just so such an exciting conversation to have. And I also love that it's really grounded in just helping all of you and helping people like me who tend to not be the most organized or just don't really know to where, where to start with this aspect of life, um, but still want to do it and want to figure out a way that's going to work for themselves. I think Rhea has so many great tips in this episode. She goes over things like how to organize your closet. What are the best things to buy to do that? Where do you start? Um, how much time do you need? How do you maintain an organized space? How do you create an aesthetic for yourself that works? And how can someone like me and and as Rhea confesses as well, she was not an organized person and she had to figure it out for herself, which is why she created this insane business. Um, they are located in California and in Texas. So she is kind of spreading out all over the map and she has really exciting things coming up in the coming months. So stay tuned for all of that. So I love this episode and I think you guys will really get a kick out of it. And I think it's the perfect way to start off the year. If you have intentions of being more organized or just want a fresh start. And I think everything that we cover in this episode can apply to anyone because we all have spaces that we need to organize. And when life happens and we get busy and we get stressed, they can easily get cluttered and we all just need that check-in from time to time. So I think you're really going to love this episode. If you really enjoyed it, I would love if you shared it with a friend, a family member, maybe someone who has organization on their 2022 resolutions, anyone like that. Or if you tag us on social media, tag me and the podcast at something to share podcast on Instagram and Ria's Instagram is RI organized. And before you go, I would love a five-star review to really get this year and the show off to a great start. So without further ado, guys, here is Ria. But let's get to your lane. So for those of the people that don't know who you are, who don't follow you yet, which they will after this conversation, I'm sure it's a great place to be. Um, Rhea, who are you? What do you do? What is your business? Give us a little breakdown. So my name is Rhea Safford. Um, I am a wife, a mom to three little ones, uh, six, four, and two. So just beyond busy. And I started this little organization business five years ago now, which we do home organization and relocation services. So pretty much anything under the umbrella of organization, like Mm -hmm. land, air, or sea, like I will organize anything. Um, And then it's evolved into moves because of COVID and how many people are just wanting a fresh start. So that it was a positive thing for our business as far as expanding it, obviously terrible, the circumstances. Um, but I was so scared that when our service is going inside people's homes, sorry, I go on tangents, get used to it, <laughs> but I know I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, with COVID, I was like, okay, we go inside people's houses. Like we're done. Yeah. No one's going to be like, Hey, we're all totally terrified of this thing, but come on inside and help me file fold. And I was so wrong. And I'm so thankful because this was the first time that everybody was just like punched in the face by their stuff. Like every day you get to wake up, get dressed and be like, I don't see it. And then like come back 10 hours later and be like, and like watch Netflix and go to sleep and then cycle Mm -hmm. over and over. And that was impossible. And everybody was like figuring out really who they were or how they were keeping their spaces. Um, so that, I mean, doubled our business last year and it doubled again this year because so many people were just ready. And Mm -hmm. that was so exciting for me that people 
reach out to us specifically for these services. Like that's a huge step to realize like, okay, this isn't something, whether it's organization, fitness, cleaning, I mean, you name it, watching your kids. When you figure out, I can't do this by myself anymore and I need professional help. Like, I feel like that's major to get to that point. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't take that lightly that people are choosing to bring in someone else and that they're choosing to bring in us um, and to, to just be able to help them make such a difference in their lives mm-hmm. and what's going on. It's just been, it's been so incredible. So anyways, everything blew up since COVID, which has been great. Um, I've had the chance to work with just some of the absolute coolest people on planet earth, um, which definitely from a social media standpoint, really skyrocketed. I always give all credit to Jen Atkin. That project was in 2019 and literally, I mean, that was it. So in 2019, I went to go do that project, which I mean, I share this story everywhere, but it's so good. Please share it. I love the story. So I had literally just given birth to my son like 10 hours before, like I'm in a hospital bed. I'm like mesh panties the whole night. Ripped open. It was just nuts. And I get a DM from Jen Atkin asking if I could do uh, some, like organize some spaces in her new home. And I just instantly knew this is going to be so, so, so major. And I wasn't familiar with all that Jen was, you know, this was very much at the phase of like Instagram where it's like, oh my gosh, someone with a blue check sent me a message. Mm -hmm, Insane. mm And the most hilarious part was that Jen doesn't even know how she came across me, how she found me. Um, she literally goes, I think maybe it was one of my friends from Jimmy Choo. And I just started laughing. I'm like, for sure. <laughs> That's yeah, I have so many of those. <laughs> probably a, one of my Jimmy Choo connects. Like, yeah. <laughs> but in this world, like people don't really say that in my life. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so I went and did that consult, literally wearing mesh underwear. Like I kid you not, it was like, that quick after having a child, but I, and I don't even think I like told her that soon. I like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose this opportunity. And I was like, somebody freaked out that I literally just pushed someone out of me, like, yeah, whatever the same day. Um, so I'm just going to cool it on that. Um, we landed the job and that, I mean, that was it. I mean, from there, it was just, you know, the Stacy Keebler, Chrissy Teigen, and, uh, like different models, actresses, like, NBA hall of fame, like you name it. It's just like Mm -hmm. my head explodes from all of it. Um, and before that project, my husband wrote on a post-it note, the number of followers that I had, because he's Mm -hmm. like, I just feel like we're going to look back at this and be like, Oh my gosh, not to measure it solely, obviously on followers, but that is a cool benchmark. And you know, Mm -hmm. that is something we work hard for in, in, in Instagram. And I, I'm totally guessing. I'm pretty sure it was like 23,000. Which is so great at the time. Totally. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what it was to start the Jen Atkin. I mean, literally by the end of that year, it was 80K. It was a hundred by the next January. Like we got a hundred from Chrissy Teigen. Like it was just like, it all just was so nuts, but that's been a heck of a ride. This is a very long answer to your question of who I am. I love it. it. (laughs) Like literally just be like, Rhea, shut up. If you need to like. (laughs) stop. I can just do this all day. So yeah. So now I started this company. I started expanding a team two years in, which was like 2018. I started in 2016, started expanding a team have since expanded markets. So we're in LA, Orange County, Dallas, and Austin. And we were living in Orange County at the time. Uh, We were there for a total of five years. And when we came Mm -hmm. to train the Dallas and Austin teams, 
we ended up totally on a whim moving here. So now yeah. here being Texas. So now we live just outside of Dallas in a city called Frisco. And this is like where we are planning our roots, which is so exciting, but our business is still totally running in SoCal. Um, and now we have, we have all these markets and, and it's super cool. And now I'm getting into a cool podcast like this. I love it. That's so cool that you are able to up and move. And now that you are in such a great, like solid place and you're kind of all over the map and you can now like plant roots somewhere where you'd want to. I just made a move recently as well. Mine was a little different. It was more like love related, but I was living in LA at the time and pandemic hit and I moved in with my fiance to Ohio of all places. It was a weird world. And I was living in Los Angeles before. Before that, I was in New York City. So I was in the very much like the city life. So now being here and being in Cincinnati, never would I have ever imagined moving to a place like this. But it's been so lovely and like such a nice change. And I'm sure you feel that too. You have like space and- Wait, I was just in Ohio. Oh, really? For work? How or- random is that? Yes. Um, for, where was I? I was in Cleveland. Oh yeah. It's where like three hours north of here. I'm in Cincinnati. So- so I'm the idiot that was landing and we're over this giant body of water mm-hmm. and like having the person next to me, like, what is this? Like, I'm like, it looks like an ocean. And yeah. I had no idea that was a lake. And I'm like, Hey, they really are great and ginormous. Um, <laughs> but it was for a, a photo shoot for a product line that's coming out. That's exciting. I know. I'm very excited. I really want to learn about you and yes. this engagement. Cause I know, I mean, it overlaps it with my world. Yeah, way. that's why I'm going to save those for the end because I want to ask you a bunch on that personal and for oh, people yeah. who are combining their homes. So I think that's so fascinating. But before we jump into all of the things, I want to ask you my initial questions that I ask everyone just to kind of from a jumping platform. I sent this over to you and you're so cute and organized that you printed it out. Um, <laughs> the first question is anything surprising from your nightstand, interesting background or something with a cool backstory, anything that you might have? in your organized life? So I think my favorite thing to share, and I feel like most people wouldn't guess it or believe it, is that I am not naturally an organized person. I was hoping you were going to say something like that because this is what I need to believe in myself I to do this. I am a dumpster fire. Really? Oh my God. I don't put caps on things. I don't shut drawers. Same. I don't close cabinets. I don't do it's, any of those. My fiance cannot stand that. Oh, I am my husband's worst nightmare. Okay. Okay. Like this is the guy that like uses cord wraps for yep. everything. Same. I'm like, um, so this company reorganized was built on the foundation. I mean, of a total hot mess, but not in like a, Oh, I'm out there deceiving people type of way. Mm-hmm. I really had to teach myself and practice and learn and practice and learn and all of these things to create actual systems in my own household and just understand how organization can help me mm-hmm. um, to where once I figured it out, it was just so exciting. Like I wanted to share this with other people. And I, I equate it to if a trainer had lost a hundred pounds and kept it off for 10 years, mm-hmm. like that's not somebody who just had a fast metabolism was born super rail thin, never had to worry about anything, never had to lift a weight. This is someone who had to work, understand nutrition, understand their body and, you know, meet goals. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's how I approached organization. I've always been very creative. I've always been very good with space and I've always loved helping people Mm -hmm. like love helping people. And so like in college and stuff, um, and after like I could help people with their rooms, you know, even in middle school, you know, me and my best friend would rearrange our rooms all the time. I liked stuff like that. But as far as how I took care of my things 
terribly. Like, oh my gosh, so bad. Like my college roommates were like, I'm sorry, what kind of business did you just start? Because I was the one that were like, oh shit, people are coming over, put everything in my closet, mm-hmm. hurry. Like, Pile under the blanket. Oh, it was so bad. Like, so it was my Monica closet, but that yeah. was just like my room. Oh like, my God, yeah. This is so crazy. But then it wasn't just me anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, getting married, as you know, like moving in with somebody, like you just, you're like, oh my God. You have eyes on you at all times. (laughs) What? Yes. That's, it's a very, very odd thing. And I will say that I have three brothers. Mm -hmm. So at least like moving in with a male wasn't so different, but I can't imagine somebody who like hasn't experienced just, I don't know what, and I have a very like clean, like tidy put together husband, Mm -hmm. but God bless who marries my brothers. But anyways, um, so I teach myself all these things and I just figured out how to, to maintain a space. So at the end of the day, like no matter how much we're organizing people's homes, things don't magically like float back into these bins. Things aren't magically, you know, switching themselves out in containers. Like you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we've had it to where we do like projects and it's like, yeah, it doesn't look like that anymore. It's like, well, it's not just going to do that on its own, but we have the system in place. So I have it to where there's a home for everything. So like the playroom gets to be a dumpster fire or down here gets to be a dumpster fire or whatever, but there's, you know, it can be picked up and put yeah. away, but like there are places for these things to go. And that's what matters. Um, but I always love sharing that because I feel like a lot of people think like my brain doesn't work that way Yeah, or I'm not like, which even- has been my excuse for years. Like I just am not like that. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like it's okay that you're not, Mm -hmm. and you kind of, especially moving in with somebody like you find your balance, like Mm -hmm. dishes, not happening. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't do dishes. I don't do it. I, my husband's like, here's a cup dishwasher, like so easy to set it in there. And I'm like, "Mm, that's really far. I can't do it. I love emptying a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's my empty. There's like a home for it. I love silverware. You're like, so fun. Um, trash. Mm -mm. Since I've known my husband, I, this is not an exaggeration. I have maybe taken the trash out four times. This is the level I need to be on. Cause I'm, I told my fiance this, I was like, that's just not a job for me. Like that is your role. I'll do the other things. Like I'll do the laundry if I have to, but I'm not taking out the trash. No. Cause I mean, you can have like leaks. Yeah. I could be wearing an outfit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then you have to like find shoes and then you're sl- sliding on their shoes. It's just, it's too much. It just really, I just set the bar really low mm-hmm. with the things that were going to be my responsibility. Love that. Um, but I love laundry. Like I love to do it, but my thing is then it gets stuck like in piles and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I was like, just talking with my assistant Cooper about this, that I like, I focus on every other space to where like the piles of laundry build up in my room. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I need to put stuff away in my room or like my bathroom counter gets crazy in my room to where I'm like saving myself for last. Yeah. But then I wake up so pissed <laughs> by just like the storm surrounding me. And then it's like, I have to start it all over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to like kind of jump to one of the things that you were going to ask of like, what's like weighing on me mm-hmm. right now, like something on my mind, um, on my heart, which I mean, there's always like a million things on my mind, honestly, but one of the biggest things that's just like hit me so hard is how much your personal space matches your mental space. Mm-hmm. Like it is the number one way for someone to know like, Hey, Rhea's like on it. Like Rhea's doing good. Like, like she's got a routine. Everything's great because the house feels great. And I feel like 
if I'm kind of starting to fall apart, everything's falling apart Mm -hmm. around me. And I don't know why that's the case, but it really does always mirror each other. So yeah, that is something that I've been thinking a lot about. And then also, I mean, just today we switched my son out of his crib and I'm a mess. Maybe. (laughs) I'm the worst. I know. Well, cause That's so, a big step. so annoying is I went to, sorry, for all the listeners, I cry <laughs> all the time. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster. We're all here for I am such, I mean, no, any combo with Bria, you are buckling up and you don't know where this thing is taking. I you. love it. Um, but this morning I had an appointment for a whole other issue. I have this, like my leg looks like the leg of an 85 year old woman. I have these insane varicose veins mm-hmm. that happen from pregnancy so gnarly. I haven't worn shorts in like years, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. So I finally had this appointment, super excited. I come home and the crib pieces, it was like a, like a sad movie. I walk in and the pieces are just like in the hallway. And I was like, no. And I just ran into my son's room. And I was like, why would you do this? What are you doing? He was like, I thought you'd want me to build it while you were gone. Cause I know you were going to be emotional about it. And I was like, I needed his last picture. I was going to do like a pan of the room and I was going to make a reel out Before of it. Before and like, after. <laughs> And then I look at the rocker and I was like, when this thing goes, I will need to be institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Cause we're done. We're done with kids. Yeah. Connor, like minutes after our third, like ran to get a vasectomy. So it's done. And so, yeah, as far as what's literally on my heart this moment, that was just the worst moment. And I'm like, just please know I need to feel the feelings. I think Don't that's a great me. example of how your space can represent how you're feeling. Cause even just that physical representation of like the removal of the crib represents so much more than just taking down the crib. It's like your child growing up, the change is happening. There's so much more to it, which is a great example of what you do and how yes. they can be so connected. Because Milestones. Yeah, absolutely. We're there for, for all the milestones. And then I just got like super emo and sat on the couch and literally compiled every photo or video from that crib mm-hmm. and just made like the saddest reel out of it of like all three of my kids in this crib. Aww. I'm like, so dramatic. He's like so not dramatic and I'm yeah. so dramatic. It's a really good balance. We're a, we're a very good balance. He was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm like what is happening? I'm like, oh, nope, I'm a disaster. So yeah. I have a question on that then. It's almost like a chicken before the egg thing. So if you say if you're starting to feel crazy and then your space is starting to get messy from that because you just feel out of sorts, you feel like lazy about it and then the space becomes that. Can you kind of cheat yourself in a way by fixing your space to make yourself feel better? Does it work like that? Or does it have to all be entered? Okay. Connected. Yes. But I feel like it's getting, it's almost like you, you still need your mind in a good enough place to want to tackle it. Mm -hmm. But it's, that's so interesting. You word it that way. Cause it's almost like if you smile long enough, it makes you really smile. Yeah. So I think that there's something there to just starting the process. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, fitness, let's say you like get a workout in, like at the end, you're like, I'm so happy I did that. But even that, like, you're not seeing like instant results 30 minutes yeah. later, but the cool thing with the organization is you are like literally mm-hmm. do it and you'll instantly see it. So I always suggest like when things get super overwhelming, just starting small, like yeah. I, I get so overwhelmed by thinking I need to go through my whole house right now. And then I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to put the girls freaking clothes away. So what I'm going to mm-hmm. do, that's all I'm going to do. And then one thing turns into another and it all snowballs. And then you're like, oh my gosh. And at the end, you know, you light all the candles. Cause that always means your house. Just, that's the you symbolism. Know, yeah. The best. Something doesn't feel right about a candle on when everything's just a disaster. I agree. Doesn't feel as good. 
Okay, before we move on to me asking you how to do this for mostly myself, but all of the people listening, um, what? let's go back to the first question. Any object that you have that keeps you sane or represents you or anything like that? Um, one. So speaking of nightstands, we just did an interesting thing with ours. I partnered with Lulu and Georgia and we like literally transformed. Love them. Love them. Amazing, yeah. So like we're very much at a phase in our life where like, we're just starting to be like truly grown ups now. Like, look at this freaking mm-hmm. plant. Like, you would have never seen no. plant. Like, Who am I? I'm like, I got plants and fake candles on risers. I like, yes, I yes, so up. It's it's a good feeling. But when we moved here, we still had the pieces from when we first got married. And we had a shotgun wedding. I found out I was pregnant at 23. Like, hello, not ready for real life at all. Like at all. That was yeah. that was a whole thing. So had Landry at 24 and we just like, I mean, literally had to kickstart and start our life. So, you know, we had this media unit that was from Ikea that Connor had with like his buddies in a house, you know, so we're finally transforming stuff anyways. So, um, we partnered with all these different companies to transform five spaces in our home. We've been here a year. So, so much has happened in a year, like the floating cabinets you can see behind me were love the open shelving, God awful, like units, like these uh-huh. Edward, whatever. So for our bedroom, I wanted to create a seating area, but we also have the dogs in there and they like their kennels. So then we had to like move those, but to move those and keep them in our room, we had to get rid of a giant dresser. So I was like, okay, this is what I do. How do we solve this? Cause there's no room for like drawers or anything in our closet. I wanted to go oversized with the nightstands. I'm like, there are no rules to how big a nightstand needs to be. Like, I know I've seen oversized nightstands. So mm-hmm. I basically got two dressers to be our nightstands. They're mm. so beautiful. They're so beautiful. That's We're amazing. Like revealing everything on Thursday. It's going great. Um, so the, the whole purpose, like I knew how these were going to function before we got them, which I think mm-hmm. for everybody out there is very necessary. Cause I cannot tell you how many people get this, like, you know, new, like all new furniture, you know, work with interior designers, but like the actual pieces are the functional thing or like, Hey, that's a beautiful nightstand. There's no drawer. There's no shelf. There's nothing. You can never store anything here. So you're going to have these weird, sad piles and cords everywhere. So that was really exciting to get those because those literally stored everything that were from our dresser. So that was really nice to be able to pivot in that way. The top drawer is like amazing stackers of all my jewelry. I was actually out of town. This could have been when I was in Ohio. Um, and one of my organizers out here, I asked if she could go and organize all my jewelry. And she did. And I came, oh my gosh. Oh. Perk of like having organizers, like at fingertips. It is the most beautiful drawer ever. And I feel like we just grab the same things every day. So it's so nice to just. Mm-hmm. I have a pile of the same things all tied yeah. together. Right and now. I had a ball <laughs> of necklaces. I haven't seen any of them since we yeah. moved because they got messed up in the move. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I was like, please, can you try and undo these? I just don't have the patience. If it doesn't work, I just kind of yeah. keep like moving them around. And- you have to get like a needle. It's a whole. No, I literally process. have like man hands. Like that was just not in the cards for me. So I got home and I had like all my jewelry out. And so it's just this very elegant oh. feeling to my nightstand. But the fact that there's true functionality is what makes me the most excited, honestly. I love that piece. Okay. So. I am like you, which I didn't realize would be the case. I thought you were just like born into this organization life and it just came naturally. So for someone like us, 
where do we start? How do we do this? What is the process of it? Because I feel like this episode will come out in the new year. And a lot of the goals people have in the new year is to like get organized and be organized. And I have those spurts all the time. And I get in a zone and I buy the things from the container store, but then it goes to shit. So like, what do we do? How do we start? Good question. So I try not to complicate simplifying, right? I feel like there are little things that we can do to make a big difference. And so many people think organization is just getting rid of everything, right? Spark joy became a huge thing. It was like, oh my God, if it doesn't spark joy, I have to get rid of it. We have to get rid of everything. It has to look like no one lives here. Mm-hmm. Everything must look like a rental or an Airbnb. And, mm-hmm. and that's just never how I've been. Our approach is very much, we want you to be reintroduced to your things. There shouldn't be a, I have no clue what's up there. I haven't opened that drawer in two years. You know, I don't even know what's in my storage unit. Uh It's all about knowing what you have and why you have it. So before anything, you want to make sure that you've edited all of your things to know, like I handpicked all of this and some things are like super quick. You're like, yeah, whatever. Like I need socks. Uh I need hair bands. Like there's not this whole dramatic moment for all of them, but there are the things where you're like, okay, this dress, like I keep thinking that I want it. And I also keep not wearing it for the last three years. And for some people who struggle with getting rid of things, I know that can be a huge hurdle. Make a maybe box. That's like always my number one thing of like, if, if it's not an immediate, like, I love it. Like if someone's like, do you love your fiance? You'd be like, yes. Like immediately. It's not this whole, like, you know, good day. I, yeah. Like it's an instant things we love are instant. And that's what you're looking for when you're going through your things. That's true. And so I mean, I am totally guilty of things that I'm just like, and I'll still hang it back up. But then those are the first things to go next time I purge. And I honestly try to regularly go through. So once you've gone through your things, it really is this like, you know what? I have a second, let me reassess. And I can just keep purging things as it comes up. You know, don't hang it back up if you know it's going. Are you putting everything into a pile like Marie Kondo? Are you just kind of like picking and choosing in what you have? I'm picking and choosing once I've already done the true work at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So once everything's all set up and my closet's like dialed, then it's easy for me to like look at all my sweaters and be like, okay, this like green one, it's not happening. Um, But when you're assessing, you want, the more you can empty your space, which obviously Mm -hmm. can be really stressful. People are like, what am I supposed to do? Empty my whole closet. Like Mm -hmm. you have to have the necessary time allotted. The first two things I always say are the mindset and you need to set aside the time. Cause if you're like, yeah. I'm going to tackle my closet, but you have an hour and a half and then now you have shit all over your room and then you're like all stressed out and then you step it back and you keep doing that routine. You're just setting yourself up to fail. Yeah, And Been there. <laughs> know that you're like, okay, I have Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday all day. I'm doing closet. I'm doing closet. I'm going to sleep in a different room that night. Like if there's stuff on your bed or maybe you're getting wardrobe racks, like you want to be able to see everything. You want all of your sweaters in one place. Cause if you have like your favorite sweaters and then another pile of your like random sweaters in your closet, you want to see everything all together. You want to understand what you like. So the more that you can be emptying a space, the better, because then you can be setting up your space. What's going to work best for you. And my like quick little tip for how to assess and space plan your space is to start with your most used items in the most accessible spaces. And you really just work backwards from there to where at the end, it's your hardest to reach and like your random, like new year's Eve shoes. 
Like everyone has like, I just wear those New Year's Eve. I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're smuggly, yeah. Yes. And they don't need to be down with your regular things. And, you know, making sure that things are in the right rooms, like that things, you know, are in their necessary areas and just starting small, you just start to get your rhythm. And I swear, even for people who have trouble purging, eventually it's like you hit this rhythm and by the end they're like, light a match, I'm done. I just want all of this gone. I want to start over. It's knowing that it's helping you and starting to see little results that's going to keep you motivated. And and you'll just feel good when you wake up and you're like, everything is so just dialed. You just feel really together more than anything. Yes, absolutely. So then putting it back, how do we create like an aesthetic that you find? Like what has worked for your clients? How do we, we'll just start with the closet. Like how do we bring that to an aesthetically pleasing organized place? Like what is your best method for that? So the instant facelift for any closet, like if you were going to invest in one product, it would be streamlined hangers. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm not a fan of plastic more so for the aesthetic of it. You know, the white plastic ones, like I just, it just falls off of those things. Yes. So I'm a big fan of any slimline hanger because it does gain you more space, whether it's velvet, rubber, wood, but wood kind of with, sometimes they have those little ridges on top, like the little rubber ridges. Cause the biggest thing, especially for female tops is they're like way daintier and they do just slide off. So you want something that's going to hug men usually hate the velvet hangers because uh-huh. they want them, they can literally just like sling off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my husband and I have an agreement, like as long as I'm the one that's hanging the stuff up, he doesn't care. But like if his, if he had it his way, it would be the dry cleaner hangers. Yeah. Which that's how they just like fling off of those. I'm like, those are oh so, my gross. <laughs> so gross. So that's major. Also like a way to create other like accessible space that might be higher up. So a lot of closets, you know, have a shelf or two shelves above and then rods down below and using baskets to be like pseudo drawers, whether it's shelves that are more like chest and lower level, you can use baskets to create more drawers that you don't have putting baskets up top. They're just easier to grab. Um, those are more for your seasonal things. Those are going to be for your winter items, your bathing suits, um, accessories. So I'm trying to think of like the common closets people have. So when it is just shelf and rod, sometimes when you're hanging up all of your items, you have this like space down below that you're not using, insert some freestanding drawers there. You want to use your space to the maximum. Like the more that you're taking advantage of it, the better. Um, And then there's fun little touches of like acrylic organizers or hat stands, you know, ways to display your items. Like you've collected these things that make you happy. You've chosen to keep them for a reason. We're not there trying to hide it. Like the way we go into our clients' homes, we're trying to display it, especially, I mean, some of our clients that were like, this stuff is amazing. Like this would make me happy to walk in and look at like your own little boutique. Are you color coordinating your things or is it just kind of like what you wear most is at the front? Like what is your aesthetic for that? Like sweaters go so here. So we approach it by type mm-hmm. and then by color within type. Okay. Okay. So some people, I mean, granted, we've had clients that are like, I want this one giant rainbow like everything red from my closet here and go over. That's just not realistic to me. Um, I, you know, and we ask clients questions to understand like how they think about what they're getting dressed in and all of that. But you typically know like, okay, I want a tank top or I like, you know, what type of shirt you're looking for first before the color, I feel like, um, so, you know, we'll have like casual tank tops, casual t-shirts, blousey tank tops, blousey short sleeves, you know, glossy long, like 
just all the different ones, like all casual in the front and then all like blousey and everything. And then all chambrays and flannels, um, and then into jackets, uh-huh. keeping all sweaters together. Ideally, you're not like separating things that are the same category because that's how you're going to forget that other things are there. Yeah. Cause then you yeah. really will just grab the, Oh, this is what I wear all the time to where it's, that should just be what you have in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what I do all the time. Okay. What I, are you saying all this? I have so much to go through in my own closet. Like, I know. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Um, I know last year was wild for everyone and a lot of people moved. I think you moved like right like 2021-ish time. Yeah, a year ago. A year ago, yeah. So a lot of people were moving. And for me personally, I moved in with my fiance last year. So there's this idea of like combining, you know, your things and your items and your clothes. Like I've filled my every closet that I can put something in. I put something in here and all the closets are really small, but I've like put something in his closet, this random guest bedroom closet, this closet I have in this office, my closet downstairs. So like my shit is everywhere. So what are the best ways to combine efforts and to bring the things that you care about into the home, but also like caring about the things that they already had? Like what's a great way to combine? And also I just feel like with moving in general, that's when people tend to reorganize or rethink things. So what is the best way that you handle those two different situations? So the things that you have throughout all the different closets are those all closed. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. My biggest thing is like- Clothes and shoes, yes. How long have you been in the house? Uh, Over a year. Okay. And I mean, and that's a good amount of time, but it helps to go through all the different seasons and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be a necessary time, I feel like, to really have like a coming to Jesus with your things. More so because if it's getting to the point that it's causing you any sort of like stress or discomfort or whatever, just like, oh my gosh, my stuff's everywhere that's just not going to feel good. And Mm -hmm. kind of like how I explained to people who maybe they move and they have a way smaller pantry, like the amount of people I've told, like, we don't bulk buy at Costco anymore. Like you want to shop for the space you have, Mm. not for the space you want, or you may have later. And that doesn't mean like, okay, go through and get rid of all your stuff, but maybe it is editing and having to store seasonal things away. Maybe everything isn't having its hanging moment because, you know, he needs space for something else. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's kind of making sure that everybody feels taken care of. Like, are there things that he just has in boxes, like up in an attic because there's no room Mm -hmm. from down there. And I think that, you know, you guys and anyone else in in similar situations, having those conversations of like, here's what's important. Like, here's what would make me feel really good to have space for. And anything else is bonus, Yeah, you know, for you. And also you want to get really creative with the spaces. Like we add over the door units all the time. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's, you know, I don't know if there's like a guest room or anything like that, but taking advantage of those closets to where it's like, okay, maybe you're not having guests enough to where you don't need this like hotel experience of just an empty closet and a luggage rack. Like, you know, that's your closet Mm -hmm. to use. Um, and I used to be that person that was like, I don't want to use that closet. I'm like, yes. Like it has all my winter coats in it. That's my closet Um, essentially. (laughs) Yes. Cause yeah. you just don't want everything feeling stuffed. Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest thing. And you know, when you combine like kitchen things, like, you know, most people aren't tied to like spatulas or can openers. It's okay. What are our best things? And eventually from this point on everything you guys get is, you know, something you're getting together and it's like growing your collection. And mm-hmm. as time goes on, more and more things are going to become less important to you. Yeah. 
you know, because it's like, oh, like just life is different. And I feel like the more we reassess things regularly, even like my memory boxes, I'll go through and I'm like, I don't even know who the hell this is. Like some letter I saved and I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. But that's just true for all of our things. It's like constantly reassessing, um, but really figuring out if stuff is taking up space that you truly don't have to have it taking up space. Like it's okay to store things. If you know you're going to use it, like mm-hmm. how much are you using it mm-hmm. are the things to think about. What are some like huge changes that you've seen from either your clients that they have experienced from doing your process and organizing their things? Like what is the biggest shifts that you've seen from them? Honestly, Oliver received messages like about the most random things. Like one of our clients sent this whole long thing um, just after Thanksgiving about how seamless her whole day was. She was like, I never knew that Thanksgiving could be like this. She's like navigating my kitchen Mm -hmm. and hosting people. She's like, I've never enjoyed it so much. And it's all thanks to your services and how you guys got me set up. Or when people reach out and they're like, oh my gosh, a year later, everything still looks the same. That's what means the most. And I think it shows too, that people were really ready to do it. Like you can give somebody a fitness plan, a meal plan, even work out with them for a little bit, show them exactly how to do it, but they have to do it. And I feel like that's the part that gets missed. Mm -hmm. Like a great organizer can go in and, you know, cater to their clients as much as possible, but there's still the factor of you have to do it yourself. So I think that's just been the coolest part is that so many people are ready Mm -hmm. and willing to just like figure out how to do this. They're, they're willing to ask questions and, you know, we're giving tips while we're there. And so to see them execute it somewhere else, like some might not have the budget for their whole home and it might be two spaces. And then we're getting pictures of like, look, you know, I did, I went and did, you know, my son's room or we did my daughter's room or whatever. And it's just, it's really cool to see that people are learning from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something, I mean, just as cool or even cooler to me is like people from different countries DMing, sending me pictures about how our Instagram inspired them. I'm like, no way. That's so cool. Like I never imagined that I could be reaching people in South Africa and the Mm -hmm. Netherlands and Dubai. I have friends all over the world. This is like, it's just, it's so cool. And I have just loved every second of this. I love it. Um, one more question on that. How do we maintain it once we've gotten our plate or our home into a place that we feel good about and organize? Like what is your best tips for maintaining it or like letting it shift a little bit and then bringing it back to once we feel like ready make, I know we get busy and things happen. What's a good way to keep it going and to bring it back when that happens? A good way is to definitely have like your regular, like everything going back in its place a lot, like cleaning your house. Like there's like the regular things you should be doing to clean, which I don't even know why I'm saying that. I'm so bad at cleaning the house, but anyways, um, there's regular things, but then like every, you know, long period of time you need a deep clean, mm-hmm. right. To really get in there, all the nooks and crannies. It's the same because yeah. your life is going to continue to change and evolve, you know, clients with kids, eventually it's not Barbies and play cars. It's soccer cleats and, you know, bats and, whatever giant dirt bikes. And so you have to be aware of like these changes in your life and you have to either ask for help or just know like, okay, it's time to reassess because everything's changing here. Yeah. You know, like when your kids sizes are changing, like you have to go through and switch all of those things out. And the more that you can stay on top of it and, and just be regularly 
doing things like just me doing laundry. I'll pull something out that either I don't like, or I know is too small for one of my kids and immediately it goes into another bin. Mm-hmm. There isn't a, I'll address that later. Yeah. Like immediately I'm making that decision. It's gone and I'm being proactive about it. And I think that's the biggest thing is if you just sit and let everything happen too much, you know, eventually you're going to start buying new things that your pantry didn't originally house. So is mm-hmm. it, okay, you need to get a new basket. You have this whole system set up, you know, the type of basket that you would be getting labels that helps give you accountable. So, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, aesthetically, I love them, but it really does make you take that extra moment of like, okay, this doesn't go there. Like you just kind of feel like an asshole putting like a bag of candy into like a bread basket mm-hmm. that like says bread. Like you're not going to do like, I feel like you just, you go in and you, you put the things in the necessary places and just being conscious of like what you're doing and where you're putting things back. It really is practicing to become really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to make it part of your daily life. And I wish it was some like, Oh my God, no, just like snap your fingers and everything stays that way. But I know from experience, you still have to put in the work to yeah. keep it the way you want it. I think that way you related it back to like an exercise routine and like getting into something like that makes perfect sense. Cause it's like training a muscle essentially with creating such a a new habit. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on this organization train and I'm going to check in with you. Seriously. And you'll be my accountability partner. Oh my gosh. I I literally get DMS regularly and I will like in real time, like tell you what to go buy, whatever. So yeah, that is my thing is like, I get excited and I get on the thing and then I buy the things like the, the things that go in the drawer and then they don't fit. And I'm like, what am I doing? Or just, they all become a pile on top of the the organization thing. And that's my biggest tip. Do not purchase before a project because you need to know, like until you've purged, until you've space planned and you're like, I have everything exactly where I want it. My kitchen drawers are exactly how I want it. You won't know perfectly what you need. And when you buy products before you force yourself trying to make that work because you're like, well, I spent money on this. I'm going to make it work versus going and getting exactly what you need. And that's how we approach our Mm. projects. A lot of organizers show up with like so much product. I'm like, you're just kind of forcing yourself to use all those things versus going out and being intentional. Okay. That was huge. I'm glad we hit that. I know. I know. All right. I'm going to do it. One more thing on your business. And you guys have created this incredible growth and you work with all of these amazing people and celebrities. So like how for you, Rhea, do you maintain like your groundedness because you see you're just so easy to talk to and very like very normal if that's the best compliment I can give but like how do you maintain that groundedness and do you ever experience anything like imposter syndrome or anything like that when you're working with these huge yeah. names like how do you handle that in a business great question. imposter syndrome is something I talk about so much actually because that I didn't know what it was I was feeling when I first started this and like trying to look into it um I've just never forgotten reading about that. Cause I was like, oh my gosh. Cause one day, literally it was, I'm a professional organizer. Yeah. Just one day I have a business card and it's like, well, I've done my mom's pantry, but you should pay me to do yours. <laughs> it is a weird thing. Cause it's not something like, oh, I've, you know, I've just been doing this on the side for years and I've gotten really good at it. So that was super gnarly for me. Um, and I remember like at the beginning, like I was in this mommy and me class. And I had just announced on my Instagram that I started this business. And the woman who was running the class, a different expert spoke every week. And she was like, would you be our ex, like one of our experts next session? I was like, Absolutely. For yeah. sure. I prepped for this. Like I was going to a conference of 10,000 people. I love it. And when I look back, I love that I cared so much about it, but it goes to show 
how much I still had to learn Mm -hmm. that I had to do like so much prep for it where like, I could have been told, Hey, jump on this computer. You're doing a podcast right now. And Mm -hmm. there's no prep. I'm so confident in what I'm talking about. Like, I truly know I am an expert in this field. And that took me a long time to say that Mm -hmm. then you go and working for celebrities where you're just like, what is happening? Like getting an email, Paris Hilton home organization. I'm like, get the hell out of here. I'm like, what kind of weird spammy shit is this? There's no way, there's like no way. And I think there's something really cool about seeing how like normal and real they are. Mm. But I think for me personally, like, I really think that I got pregnant at 23 and like have not stopped. Mm. Like nothing has stopped. Like there hasn't been a moment you know, every like so often it has and I will be like, we haven't really like celebrated any of these insane things that have happened in the last yeah. like eight months. We should like go to a steak dinner or something. And so I feel like there's like no time for me to like get a big head about who we get to work with or anything. Cause it's like, okay, on to the next, on to the next, you know, I'm getting home and I'm just wiping asses, making lunches. Like I was literally cooking dinner for my family, holding a crying baby when my phone blew up because Chrissy Teigen posted mm-hmm. where like that is, that was like the perfect image of my life. To where it's that's all like so amazing and so cool but like everything here is what comes so first for me in my life like all of this I know one of your questions is what inspires me and it's just it's my family it's mm-hmm. it's building a life with my husband that we're proud of it's setting a good example for our kids and it's getting financially in a good place to where we can just continue to do the things we enjoy and if we get to do that while also having a service that's reaching all these people like freaking bonus mm-hmm. so cool so cool. But thank you for, for saying that I, I give off those vibes that, that you means a lot. I Keep it's, it real. It's very cool to see. One more question on that. Cause I feel like you are in the most intimate spaces in people's lives and you've gotten to see like the most extremes, like all the celebrities, but also the normal people and what, how they live their day to day. So like, what is an observation that you've had generally for humanity? If that makes sense? Like what is it that you've seen as a through line? That is a deep question. I know, but I feel like it's like only you could answer something like that. I think that it does not matter how much money you have and it does not matter how famous you are. Only you can answer to your things. It doesn't matter if you have a staff of 12 people in your house. I have seen like staff for the most insane things like ever. Like there are just certain things I've witnessed where I'm like, huh, like if I, if I had to think of like a million things I could do with money, I wouldn't even think of this. Like this is fascinating. That's so great. Um, but I think that was the most interesting part. Like when you picture like the biggest celebrities having to be like, oh yeah, let's purge. I want to keep that. Or I'm going to give that to a friend. Like they're, they're answering the same exact questions that our regular clients are. Um, mm-hmm. and things like matter to them, you know, I, I, I can't explain it. It's yeah. like, you just get to see this super real, normal, stripped away side. Like your assistant can't answer these questions for you. You know, your publicist mm-hmm. isn't hopping on the phone. Like there's no, like, you know, we're not on a show. We're not doing Like we're not in a game. Like yeah. this is just us and we're trying mm-hmm. to help make you better. And I think that's been the coolest thing for me is just knowing that all of these different types of people they wake up and they are starting their days in just like a hell yes attitude because like their toothpaste is where they want it to be, you know, whatever their tweezers, their hairbrush, they can find their clothes. And I just, to know, like, I think like we just did the 
we like tallied this the other day. I think we've worked for seven billionaires, which wow. is crazy. I'm like, that's a lot. What is <laughs> a lot of money combined? It's so much money combined. And <laughs> like to know that I'm giving these people even an extra minute in their day is insane because like, mm-hmm. what are they already doing with the 24? Um, yeah. so that's, that's been super cool. Um, but yeah, just that, what is the saying? Like we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Like it really is literally my fiance's favorite saying, <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah. truly it's like, everything is so stripped away and I, I, it is the most vulnerable thing. Like I always say, aside from like us being a masseuse and like massaging your naked body, like we're, we're in it. Mm-hmm. Like we are seeing mm-hmm. everything unless you forget to like hide it. Like there's always like, you know, the moms are like, I have no clue where that pack of cigarettes came from. Like, stop it. That's, that's crazy. And I'm like, girl, yeah. do you, we all need Amazing. a nightcap sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. We're all the same. I love that. That's so interesting. Okay. Last question to close us off. What's like one last piece of advice or something to inspire us just to get going on this journey of organization? I feel like this needs to be like so profound. One last piece of advice. I mean, I, I feel like honestly, don't overcomplicate it. And there really is always tomorrow. Like not to be that person that's like, oh my God, I'm going to start tomorrow. But it's an easy thing to feel like you did wrong the first time. And it does take practice. You're not going to nail it the first time at all. Um, Your house might get messy again. And that's okay. Like a messy home does not mean you're unorganized. I have to tell myself that all the time. Like truly, sometimes we look the opposite of robbed. Like someone came in and just like Tasmanian doubled everywhere, but I know that I'm organized. And I feel like the more that you, this is a very long, like I don't even, like I'm totally on a tangent now. I don't even know what. Here we go. That it's I'm, fine. That I'm even saying to you, but I feel like people just hear organization, kind of like how I hear cleaning. If I think I need to clean my own mm-hmm. house, that is so daunting. And I just like mm-hmm. want to remove that stigma about organization. Start with your spaces and go from there. And I have the habit of putting my kids' spaces first and all of that, which I mean, at the end of the day, do whatever's gonna, gonna make you happy, but start small. And it really is that oxygen mask thing of when you take care of yourself, you're just gonna be the best version of yourself to tackle all the other things. Put you first, get your shit organized, <laughs> live a happy life. I love it. Um, Rhea, where can everyone find you, follow you, all that you have going on? Instagram. Instagram is our main, our main gig, uh, at reorganize R I organize. It's a play on my name. And, uh, I mean, we have a very like minimal TikTok presence, but I'm working on that for 2022. One of my goals. Me too. Me too. For sure. Thank you so much for being here. Um, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. This was such a pleasure, Sydney. I really appreciate it. This cannot be the last time we talk because I feel like I just need a new friend. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.